Welcome in to Two for One Drafts, the post-draft edition of Two for One Drafts. All three days are in the books, Mike. Mike, you and I have been on live on camera or doing a podcast, whatever we've been, we've been on camera so much these past three days. Like it's been, I can't believe I'm still talking. I feel like my brain is mashed potatoes. That's the thing. So the amount of talking I've done, cause like it kicks to me on every pick and I have yes. to go for like five minutes. And then I was on maybe like 40 radio hits last week. The amount of talking I've done about this is incredible, but I'm going to talk some more here. Another hour of it. For you guys, I'm going to power through because I love this shit. So our last podcast, we went like deep, like we graded every pick of the first round. And then we haven't been able to get to you guys until now. And we apologize for that. However, if you want to go see live analysis, pretty much every pick and recaps of days two and three, go to the draft grades article on PFF.com. It's the top article on the website. You can see our full draft recap that we recorded this morning, our live draft show for round one, live draft show for rounds two and three, and a draft day two recap. Mike and I are are on all of those. We are on those. So if you want to hear more analysis before this podcast or whatever it may be, you might can even go be some of the same analysis out. too. It might even be some of the same analysis, <laughs> to be honest. I've been repeating takes all day long. Also, today's podcast, we're going to be doing favorite and least favorite picks for every single team, every single team's draft class. But then next week, I got good interviews lined up with other draft analysts. And I've also we're also going to do a deep dive into every class, splitting podcasts into AFC and NFC. So a light touch with least favorite and favorite picks here, and then a deep how they fit type of uh, podcast for AFC and NFC next week. So a lot of good content before a lot of good content coming so stick with us stick with two foreign drafts really excited to get into this uh into this draft grades article here mike you ready to rock mm-hmm. all righty then starting with the buffalo bills uh should i read all of the picks out or <laughs> is that too much i don't know if that's crazy should i read all the picks and then we go lately favorite least favorite yeah just read all the picks all just right, go all right, all right round wow. two pick 54 aj epinesa of iowa round three Running back Zach Moss for round four, Gabriel Davis, Gabriel Davis of UCF round five, Jake Fromm, Georgia six, Tyler Bass, the Georgia Southern kicker round six, wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins of Oregon State. And then round seven, cornerback Dane Jackson, Pittsburgh. My favorite one there is right or at the top. It's AJ Epinesa. Iowa defender. I just think he, he was 20th on our board. I believe, and falls all the way to 54. I know why. I mean, the athleticism concerns, but he's much, much better than the 54th best player in this class. Like, he was a four or five star. We were watching his basketball highlights the other day. Uh, They showed him afterwards. And, like, the the way the guy moves is just different than, like, you can see the natural coordination. And I'm going to take the chance on that guy because it's already translated to college level. And it's not like... So I'm going to talk about Jonathan Greener later, later, and I think he has good coordination too, but he has no sort of way to win in the NFL. You need to either, if you're not a good athlete, you need to be powerful, and that's A.J. Vanessa. He has power behind him to win in, at the NFL level, so I like that pick. Yeah, A.J. Vanessa is also my favorite pick. Could have been Zach Moss. I, I like Zach Moss too. I mean, running back picks, they're not going to love, but like Zach Moss was our top running back in the class for some time. And I love the thought process of Devin Singletary practically broke PFF's elusive rating metric a year ago at FAU. And Zach Moss did much of the same. Like they got some force missed tackle type of backs there in Buffalo. I think that I think A.J. Vanessa and Zach Moss, their first two picks were both very, very good picks. And I also say I like the Jake Fromm pick. Fromm's a good one. And not yeah. for the jokes. Like not like not for the jokes that he's going to start over Josh 
Josh Allen and all that stuff. But like Jake Fromm at 167 is is a very good like backup quarterback type of value. And I know Seth Galina waxes poetic. Maybe we can get him on the podcast next week to talk about this quarterback group. But like Jake Fromm is another good pick. I like least favorite. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I would go. I would recommend if you want to learn more about Jake Fromm. Seth wrote a great piece about him, and, and he was still like good this past season, but the, like his accuracy kind of fell off the map towards the end. Which, not exactly sure why, but he's been good in the intermediate range over the course of his career, accuracy wise. So hopefully, can recapture that. Least favorite here, though, the kicker. You think so? I honestly think it's Zach Moss, and now we like really? Zach Moss. But you just drafted Devin Singletary last season in the third round. It just seems, yeah. it seems like, so you, you draft a guy in the third round to split time at running back. That's like, that's not where I, that's when you have a running back by committee, that's not where I want to draft a running back by committee as multiple third rounders. You can hit other positions there that would actually impact more, in my opinion. I, I like the player. Maybe I do. Maybe it, you're yeah. right to hate the value, but uh, the kicker is, is my least favorite pick. You just don't draft. Don't, don't draft kickers. What are we doing in the sixth round? All right. Our draft grade, and you can see all of these on PFF.com in the article, our draft grade for the Buffalo Bills was an A minus for this group. All right. On to the Miami Dolphins. Favorite pick in this one. If you don't say Tua Tungavailoa, like that is my favorite. Tua Tungavailoa at five, the smoke screen they played to get Tua Tungavailoa to drop to five. And I said this on one of the freaking shows we've done. I don't even, I lose track, but like they were battling a tank for Tua hashtag. People were getting Miami Dolphins themed t-shirts that had Tua's name on them. He was signing Dolphins helmets at the combine. Like they had to send out we're trying to take up for a tackle. They had to send out. We actually might like Herbert more if they were actually going to get Tua to fall to five. Because the Chargers, I think, would have jumped ahead. Maybe if they knew Tua was going at five, I don't know. I think how they got him, the value of Tua Tungavailo at five. I, I, this was one of my favorite picks of the draft, let alone my favorite pick for the Dolphins. Dude, I feel so dumb in retrospect buying into the Herbert to their hype because it's like every sign, every realistic sign, screamed that they're lying to you. You know, yes, yes. trade up for a tackle, this trade up for the tackle thing, the leaking the injury reports to the guys from my, you know, the Miami reporters leaking the injury history about Tua, like all of the stuff there pointed to, we're like straight up lying to your face. And they were about the Justin Herbert hype. So it was Tua time by Loa. Yeah. Favorite pick easily. And then Curtis Weaver in the fifth was just like, yes. Home run, slam dunk, one of our faves of the draft. Yeah, I mean, Tua Tungvaluwa, I also really like the Noah Benogany pick. I know he was lower on PFF's mm-hmm. board, but, like, Noah Benogany as your third corner behind Xavier Howard and Byron Jones is awesome. Like, and, like, that's, in that, yeah, in that scheme, he's only 20 years old. He's going to learn behind very, you know, successful cornerbacks, like, with also great physical tools. Like, Byron Jones has got some crazy physical tools. Like, I think Noah Benogany is going to get a lot better in 2020 playing inside the slot inside of those cornerbacks. Obviously Curtis Weaver was one of the highest ranked players on our board heading into day three to get him at five. Uh, he's already changed his profile picture on Twitter to a Miami Dolphins logo. How do you hate it? Um, I think my least favorite of this draft was Austin Jackson here. Come on. I mean, uh, that one I feel like is obvious as well. Yeah. I, I it just, he's a, pro- we talked about this on the live thing, but like project offense tackles, offense tackles. So you don't think you're going to be ready from day one you don't draft in the first round. Like if you, if you got, if you are a guy who needs a lot of development, that's just like, you can find a lot of guys with those sort of, not a lot of guys, but you can find guys with those tools. You can find Lucas Niang's of the world in the third round. And you don't need to take that round one banking on it happening. Uh, 
you need NFL ready in round one, in my opinion. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. Austin Jackson's my least favorite pick here. Maybe you go with the long snapper in round six, but like from a value standpoint, like Austin Jackson at 18 is, a, I would argue is a lot worse than a long snapper. In round six. No, no, so so can... yeah, that's the thing when it's like, when you're talking about favorite or least favorite, like it, the ones that actually end up impacting your franchise are your first few picks, like first two yes. rounds. Like those are yeah. the, I mean, those top, are real top 100 picks, like top 100 yes. picks are top the ones 100 that picks actually are can real. impact your draft or impact After your draft. that, it's like straight up icing. If you don't hit, you can not hit on a fourth. You can not hit on a day three pick ever and still be one of the best drafters in the NFL. If you're just like consistently hitting your first, second and third round picks. Draft grade for the Miami Dolphins, A minus. Going to the New England, New England Patriots, I liked the Duggar, Uche, and Michael and Wayne picks, but all these other picks I was not a fan of. Like, I didn't love this Patriots draft. I think my favorite is Josh Uche at 60 because I think the Patriots get the best out of him. We talked about it a, a ton on the 2 for 1 Drafts podcast about Josh. That's this podcast. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, Josh <laughs> Uche. Josh Uche fits in that Bill Belichick type of defense, and now he literally goes to Bill Belichick. I'm not surprised that he had his eyes set on Josh Uche. Yeah, Uchi, we talked about going to them in the first round. So I, I like the fit, the value, where they got him. It's a weak edge class, but he's one that can actually do it. Like he could actually ha- be a not just good, he could be a great pass rusher at the NFL level with what he brings to the table. Just haven't seen it a bunch. So that one's easily my favorite. The least favorite to me, gosh, I think it's it's a tie between a couple of those third rounders. And, and not the tight end one. Dalton Keena actually kind of like at 101. Asiasi and Jennings. I just, yeah, I'm not sure Asiasi has high level ability. I, I don't know. 91, 91st overall. I, I just, I don't see it with him. I think he's fine. I think he's a starter in the NFL. I don't think he's a needle mover that's worth the 91st overall pick. And then Anthony Jennings is just, uh, he was lower on our board. A guy who I think they're moving to off ball linebacker though. It's like, I think the plan is like the Dante Hightower transition. That's same, almost like the exact same transition. So I have no clue how it'll do in that role. I guess I shouldn't be questioning Belichick after the success he's had with guys doing that to guys, but I just, I don't think he's that great in coverage or that level of athlete. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say one of the tight end picks, but I also don't like the Anthony Jennings pick. Like, I think there are way better players there at 87 for them to take. Like, again, you talk about top 100 picks. I like Uche. I think Duggar's a bit of a reach because you don't really know what he's going to be in the NFL. It's still largely a projection, but like Anthony Jennings, I feel pretty confident that I know what he's going to be in the NFL. And I don't know if it's that good. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel that great about the Anthony Jennings pick. All right. Yeah. Crap. Go ahead. The interesting thing here is, is not a single wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, the Giants, I think in the or was it the Giants and Patriots that didn't take a receiver or I think it was so, uh, Giants, Patriots and Packers. I don't think yes. took a receiver, something along those lines. But yeah, regardless, uh, we're going to move forward here. Patriots draft grade, according to the article here, according to your draft grades, really draft grade a B for the New England Patriots, New York Jets. Favorite pick of this group here. I haven't been reading out the picks and I feel like I don't want to, but Mekhi Becton at 11, Denzel Mims uh, in round two, Ashton Davis round three, Jabari Zuniga in round three, and then they go in rounds four. Round oh, four. Still read them off. You don't have to read them off. Okay, I okay. Great. Can. Thank God. Thank <laughs> God. Someone just, 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 our, my favorite You're pick sweet. of the Jets draft. Favorite pick of the Jets draft, I think, is going to be. Oh, God. Ashton I know Davis it's going to be. Bryce yep. Hall. I was going to say, I know who it's going to be. Who, who it's Ashton Davis. It's Ashton Davis or Bryce Hall. And I think I'll go Ashton Davis because I really do like Ashton Davis and getting him at 68. And I know there's injury concerns like, but those are 
those are one of my few concerns with Ashton Davis. Like I'm not bringing up toughness. I'm not bringing up that he hasn't played a ton of football and that he wasn't a highly rated recruit. Like I think he's more than proved better than those concerns. I think the only concerns I do have is the injuries. Like couldn't participate at the combine, couldn't participate at the senior bowl. Like that scares me. But like from a player standpoint, when healthy, like Ashton Davis checks a lot of boxes for me to get him at 68, I think is a big value. I like the hall pick and I'm going to like a lot of guys who are injured because especially when it's just like a broken ankle, the way halls is guys recover from that all the time. Like that's just a rare injury to completely torpedo a guy. And they got no one at cornerback. I'm surprised they didn't touch it earlier, but that he's starting next year for them based on what's on their roster right now. Most likely like that. That's why I like that hall pick is that you got a guy who probably can start in the NFL tomorrow or um, day one and you got him in the fifth round. So I think yeah, he could start tomorrow, Mike. I mean, I bet they play people. a lot of, I'm just going to say there's a lot of cover two in this year. Okay. You got, uh, gosh, how come I can't think of the Jets DC's name? So, uh, Greg Williams, Greg, Greg, Greg Williams. Williams, a fan of cover two himself. If you can think back to his Browns days and they got Pierre Desir, the cover two corner himself coming over from the Colts and really not a lot of other talent on their roster. They might go all in on this. There you go. All right. Least favorite pick. I'm going Jabari Zuniga at 79. I, I do not think that, I mean, you could go between that and like LaMichael Pirine, but trying to stick with the top 100 pick that I kind of hated, I think Jabari Zuniga is the one I don't like. I agree. Jabari Zuniga is just, I never saw it. Athletic. It never translated to the, to the football field. So I, I, he's just the kind of edge that I don't care for, which who just like doesn't have. The yeah. thing I talked about with AJ Epinesa at the top, the natural coordination, don't see what Jabari Zuniga. Draft grade for the Jets, B+, plus, according to PFF. NFC East now, Dallas Cowboys, not reading off these picks, but my favorite pick, I, is it crazy that it's CeeDee Lamb? I, I think it's CeeDee Lamb. Like, CeeDee Lamb at 17 is just stupid. Like, I, I love that pick. They were apparently deciding between CeeDee Lamb and Caleb on Chase on, and I think they made the right move. Like, CeeDee Lamb at 17 makes this team a lot better, makes Dak Prescott a lot better in 2020. That, that pick's great, straight up. Home run uh, to get him at 17th is nuts to me. That, that was one where it's just like, I thought, right, I guess Jerry's sitting there. It might've been one of those where it's just like never crossed their mind that it could have been there. Yeah. And no, I guess you needed edge, but like you don't like third wide receiver is at a kind of superfluous at this point or a little bit of a, like a little bit decadent to be getting into, but they ate it up and I would too with him sitting on the board there at 17. I also really like the Trayvon Diggs pick. I, I'm not as big on the Neville Gallimore pick though. I know it's good value at 82, but I really like the Trayvon Diggs pick as well. Least favorite pick, man. Like, I, I mean, they hit, I like all their first top three picks, like maybe Bradley and I in round five, but like, I mean, come on. Like, I don't really bend to because I, I don't know who the fuck that is. Like, but like, I, but I, I, don't, I don't know hate... Reggie Robinson, but like, okay. that's where I would take him. There ish yeah. in that round. Like I, I would take him late in this draft because he's a developmental tools guy. So like, I mean, there's the not a pick that I'm the like. Cowboys was a plus. Like it's hard yeah. to find a pick like my least favorite. Like maybe Bradley and I, but like if I was going to take Bradley and I off the board, I think it'd be right right around there. So the I don't. Robinson know. makes sense though because they they got their slot. They're just trying to take some shots at outside cornerback. You got the guy in Diggs you think is your starter right away, and now you got your guy in Robinson who's your develop, developmental backup to them. So I. I, I don't hit on that at all. So I mean, even though he was lower on our board, so that's how we saw it. 
Draft grade for the Cowboys, A+. Plus. New York Giants. Uh, I mean, not uh, a lot of people were surprised. I saw some models had a 0% chance that Andrew Thomas went at four. Like, what? Like, that just blows me away. That's just bad modeling. Regardless, Andrew Thomas, PFF's top tackle for a long, long time, goes number four to the New York Giants. Dave Gettleman's New York Giants. I really like that pick. He was lower on our board than four. But, like, if you're going after a tackle, we said it. Andrew Thomas is the one you should grab. And then round two, Xavier McKinney. Round three, Matt Pert. Darnay Holmes in round four. Like, they, I really like their first four picks and I don't think they stopped there either with Cam Brown, Carter Coughlin, my favorite pick. I'm going to go darn it Holmes in round four, pick 110. You're getting a former five-star recruit that I think could start in the slot for you day one tomorrow, if you will, like darn it Holmes is that good. And I also think his best football is ahead of him. Like he, like he needs to be coached up. He needs to be kind of reeled in a bit, you know, to try and take less risks on the football play. Maybe, maybe play more zone. I don't know. But like, I think darn it Holmes in the slot have, can have a ton of success. One. I knew that would be your favorite pick. You're predictable. You got a type. And it's Darnay Holmes. Two, uh, Xavier McKinney is my favorite pick. I, I think he comes in and offers some versatility, some ability right away to play and upgrade their defense that they just needed. Like they need to be better on that side of the ball and some like leadership skills. I think he's just a very good fit for them. So that's my favorite one. Least favorite's tough because they went four for four. And picks I like, I think I'd have to go down to round five, Shane Lemieux. And I don't even hate Shane Lemieux. It's just that there are other better interior linemen on our board at that point, that point that I liked more. And that, that's like the only reasoning at that point. So I, yeah, I really like this draft. Cause so. like you, you can't, you can't be like, Oh yeah. I really disliked one of these seventh round picks. It's like, okay, you don't even know it. Like, I mean, like seventh <laughs> yeah. round picks, like how do you, like you're just taking darts. Like you're throwing darts at the board. Like it may be round five, pick one fifty. Yeah. They could have got a different into your offensive lineman, one higher on PFS board. I'm going to side with you with that's Shane. That's, that's a, such a small gripe though. So really good. Exactly. Draft yeah. I mean, draft grade was an A draft grade yeah. was an A. New York Giants, a software computer folk just delivering in year one. All right, Philadelphia Eagles. So I was looking at, I don't know if you've seen that tweet by, I can't even think of his name, the, the, the handle yet, but like he has like draft grades for everyone, like yes. all of like yeah, the yeah. top analysts. Um, and like we were, we were the one highest. of the few, yeah, we were the highest on the Eagles or tied for the highest, something along those lines. And like, I'm really surprised that people don't like this draft. Like Jalen Rager at 21 is awesome. Jalen Hurts, a backup quarterback at 53 for a team that needs backup quarterback more than others and like i don't hate the davian taylor pick Kayvon wallace i know is one of your favorites jack driscoll john hightower i think prince take pt dub at 210 is another good one like i don't know my favorite pick i think is jalen rager at 21 i don't care he was lower on our draft board i think than 21 but like i just love jalen rager and i love that the eagles knew they needed to get faster get more explosive at wide receiver and they did exactly that at 21 yeah this is a tough one for me to decide my favorite because I like all of them, but I do agree that, or I'm not all of them, but I like the two fourth rounders a ton, Kayvon Wallace and Jack Driscoll. Like those are two guys I kept saying, hey, in the mid rounds, these guys have everything Taking you want. Taking those guys outside the top 120 picks yes. is just a huge win. Yes. And so uh, I'm a big fan of those two. I think they can actually impact your team and not, and like even possibly right away. But Jalen Rager is the one who's just going to be most biggest value add at this point, yeah. his speed. His explosiveness is necessary for that Eagles team. So I'm a big fan of that pick. 
I think my least favorite pick is the Davian Taylor pick. And I know PFF is higher on Davian Taylor than others. Like his projections are great because he's a super big, you know, super athlete. But like he's a, more of a project than Kayvon Wallace. He's more of a project than Jack Driscoll. Like I, I, I think, yes, he's got this athleticism, but like he's not a good football player yet. He only played in one high school football game and like got better as you know over the course of his collegiate career. But like in terms of my least favorite pick, and I still don't hate the pick, I, I would say Davian Taylor. Yeah, I agree with that, that you you're terrible at linebacker and yes he's you don't draft for year one but like he might not even be able to start with how bad just like with how raw he is and with compared to what you have at linebacker like that you just would have rather if you're the eagles at that point not having addressed not having addressed a guy in round two who can see the field right away if you're really trying to win a super bowl like it would have been nice to get a guy at that point who can actually be an upgrade over your bad linebacking group so we'll see Draft but grade, still don't even hate him. But yeah. yeah. Draft grade for the Eagles, A minus. All right. Washington Redskins. I mean, after Chase Young, I, I struggle to find a pick I like. Like, my favorite pick is Chase Young. Like, pick Chase Young at two. Like, Tua Tungabailoa, I get why you'd maybe consider it. But, like, pfft, Chase Young at two is still a very, very good pick. Like, if you weren't going to take a quarterback and you would, did not receive trade-up offers, I think that's important. Like, if they did not receive trade-up offers, Chase Young was the pick 11 times out of 10. It's my favorite pick by a mile. Chase Young, easy here. He's a future Hall of Famer, I, I, I said, and I'll stand by that. I, I think he hits the ground like top 10 edge sprinting. defender in the NFL. It's, hits the ground in an all-out sprint. Freak. Uh, too many. I, I got more superlatives. I'm not going to say him. All right. But that's that's like like you said, that's kind of it. So that one's easy. My favorite, my least favorite. And this is pains me to say, but... Antonio Gibson at 66. Yes. Yes. I love Antonio Gibson. I loved him so much. He was a top hundred player on our draft board. I would not have taken him at 66 from the Washington Redskins. Like that's just a miscalculation of where your roster is at to me to draft Antonio Gibson there. You have massive holes along your defensive side of the ball. Cornerback. You could use help at linebacker. I know you signed like you're starting Thomas Davis at linebacker. Most likely this year, he's in his late 30s at this point. I think he's in his late 50s. <laughs> like your offensive line, you you only have Brandon Scherf on the tag right now, and then no one else. Morgan Mose, I guess, is fine, but like you need help there desperately. And you draft a running back in the third round after taking one in the second round two years ago. And before you say yes, well, guys got hurt, and like he keeps getting hurt. That's what running backs, that's what happens to them. And that's why you, we d- don't endorse drafting them highly. Drafting one in the fourth round last year, still have Adrian Peterson. I'm just, like I said, that was a miscalculation of where your roster is at. You need cornerstone type pieces, valuable positions, not another running back. Yeah, I agree with you. Like Antonio Gibson is someone we raved about on like day three type of player. <laughs> but like, it was not someone like I like at 66. He's also my least favorite pick. But my second favorite pick is Cameron Curl of Arkansas in round seven. One, because I know you're a big fan of him. You watch more of his tape than I have. But also that background of him hitting on the Mississippi State cheerleaders before a game, they get blown out. Oh, I funny. think it's also a very yeah. good story. I Looking at the draft grade, draft grade B, and then kind of comparing to where others saw this class, like – I think we could have dropped this to a B minus C plus. Like I don't, I don't like chase young was the pick. Like, yeah. Like, so like was, from a decision making, yeah, from a decision making standpoint, it's lower than a B, but yes. like from a talent ad standpoint, fair, I mean, fair. Yeah. 
That's a good, that's a good take. That's a good take. All right. AFC South to the Houston Texans. I did not like this draft. I'm going to call out and say, I did not like this draft. I think my favorite pick might be John Reed, the cornerback at a Penn state in round four, pick 141. Cause I think he, he had showed some potential at Penn state, a good athlete, a very smart player. Like there's an entire article about him watching films since he was like four years old or something like John Reed at pick 141 is my favorite, but I did not like the Blacklock pick at 40. I do not like Jonathan Greenard. Charlie Heck was just like embarrassing to watch. Like people were laughing at his tape in the film room at the senior bowl like that's how bad it was with charlie heck I, I i'm not a big fan of this texans draft yeah so reed easily the favorite he was top 100 player on our board my favorite slot or zone options in the whole draft but man it's like a tie for least favorite between greener and heck because i just like don't see it i don't see it with either of them being impact guys so oh good lord that was my what was that? watch <laughs> siri i just don't see it with either of those guys unfortunately so yeah um yeah, those are my least favorite. Least favorite is, or you say your least favorite was what? Tie between Greener and Heck. Okay, yeah. What about Ross Blacklock? I know he's not our favorite and, and probably a reach at, for, at 40, but like, do, what's your opinion of Ross I'm Blacklock? I, I'm okay. fine with Blacklock pick there. They needed help on the interior. It was, I assumed it was going to be like with Eddie Vanderdoes, Angelo Blackson starting on your interior. Mm-hmm. Those are like your options. Yeah. I just like assumed it was going to be best DI available at that point. And if you if you evaluate Blackhawk as the top one available, I'm not going to argue with you at that point in the draft. All right, favorite pick for the Indianapolis Colts and the draft grade, by the way, for the Houston Texans, we gave a C plus. Could have been down or more down a little bit. Regardless, Indianapolis Colts. My favorite picks, obvious. Michael Pittman Jr. Baby, USC wide receiver, going to the Colts at 34. Mike and I and frequent listeners of Two Four One Drafts know we pegged Michael Pittman to the Colts at 34 for like months now. It feels like, and I'm glad they pulled the trigger. Yes, that one was when it happened. I was like, yep, that, like that was that was it. That was the pick. That was always the pick for them. So love that one. Easily my favorite, least favorite. And I, the Colts and the way they draft secondary stuff, like I, I never really see eye to eye with them. Julian Blackman, safety, 85th overall, coming off a torn ACL. Just felt like a weird spot to take a guy like that. Like yeah. other guys in this class with injury history fell well down boards. Blackman, cornerback, converted to safety this past season. Like his tape was fine, but that ACL injury is just wild to take a chance on there. Man, I, that was your least favorite. You said Julian Blackman. Yeah, Julian Blackman. No. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be my least favorite. And I know you like to pick maybe more than others. I mean, for running back, but like, I think they should have maybe gone a different direction than running back there. I think, and I like Jonathan Taylor, but I think they could have gotten better at a different position. I like Trayvon Diggs there. Like I think Michael Pittman Jr. at 34 and then Trayvon Diggs at 41. I would have been happier with that over Jonathan Taylor, in my opinion. Yeah. The Colts, they have options at cornerback though, at least right now, like rock is in just in the second round last year, they signed Xavier Rhodes, Marvell tell, so I wouldn't have liked a corner because I want to see my boy Marvell Tell get some Stop. shine. He needs to. You, every team needs more cornerbacks. Xavier Rhodes should not be considered as that option for the Colts. Like that guy. Was I feel like he's going to have first. a good year in that scheme. Yes. Oh no, he he will. I know he will. Like I I think I was on a Colts hit or an Indianapolis hit recently. I said it, Xavier Rhodes will play better football in 2020 than he did in 2019 because of the scheme. But like I still think getting better at that position as opposed to drafting the running back at 41, I think I would have been bigger. They're on all that. in though. Like they're all in right yeah. this year. No, so you're far. right. I mean, Philip Rivers is on a one year deal and like, you can't, I mean, you, you have to kind of shoot the moon a little bit. Uh, also least favorite pick Desmond Patman. If you're, if you're going Washington state tape and you're going to get a receiver and you grab Patman, not Esau Winston jr. You're, I don't know. I don't think you know what you're they watching. Were- 
Now they were toughening up on the big bodies, though. They need the big bodies there for for Phil. Man, I can't believe Esop. I, I can, but he fell out of the draft. Esop Winston Jr. to the Rams. Good. Fit. Yeah. he went to a good situation though. And he went to our boy Zach Robinson. Zach Robinson, wide receiver coach. Analyst. He's the wide receivers coach. He knows. He listens to the pod. So there we are. Uh, draft grade for the Colts. We gave a B for that one. Could have been higher, maybe. Like if you're like willing to look past that Jonathan Taylor pick, could be B plus type of draft. Like I think it was a good draft for the Colts. Um, Jacksonville. I, I love this draft. I think I love this draft. And and that, and because of like this this idea or the mentality that like we're probably not going to be good that, that good next year. Gardner Minshew's best gets us to nine, maybe ten wins in a Cinderella story. We should probably pick players that like have very high ceilings that need to still develop at the NFL level. So when Gardner Minshew doesn't get his nine wins and falls more closer to like five, four, three wins, we can grab Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields and then have these players that we drafted in 2020 that are like now just hitting their like stride in terms of like good NFL players like CJ Henderson, Caleb on Chason and LaVisca Chanel. I, I'm a fan. And the one I'm the biggest fan of, as you know, Visca. 42nd overall, LaVisca Chenault, 18th player on our draft board. He is a straight up, like, if he is fully healthy, he is a special player. He is a special athlete. That early tape his sophomore year before injury struck and he just couldn't stay healthy after that was insane. Like, legitimately, the best tape of any receiver in this class for that period of time. We'll see how he goes, how it goes from here on out. Like, if he can stay healthy or whatnot, but they could be getting a guy who's just who's one of the better receivers, like could be end up getting the best receiver in this class at four second overall. I would say Ben Barch at one sixteen is great too. That yeah. I, I didn't want to double up. I, I think in, rather than saying LaVisco is my favorite, I was gonna go Ben Barch at one sixteen. I think that's good value for the tackle. My least favorite CG Henderson at nine, not because of the player. Like I like the player, but I think CD lamb or Jerry Judy there, I think are better picks. I, I honestly do. And I know they're trying to do this, like develop these players for 2021, but like Jerry Judy and CD lamb fall to nine. Like I, I'm taking them off the board. I'm going to say my least favorite's Calevon at okay. 20. Now, I get he's kind of he's the writing on the wall for who they didn't even trade, which is very surprising to me. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe. They're similar players. I, I can't believe that Yannick Ngakwe is still on the team. I don't know what they're going to do with him because I don't think he wants to play. Like, he's going to show up for Jacksonville, right? Like, he got an argument with Tony Khan on Twitter. Like, Will publicly. he show up to the virtual workout? It's hard to say. <laughs> Just no zero chance. So he can have his Zoom background up of like Tony Khan and yeah. like um, I don't know, I don't know, it's Photoshop or something. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like he can get creative. I'll let him get creative with but, how he wants to drag t- Tony Khan. Yeah, I, I I don't even hate the pick. It's just like I don't. That's where the value of the, the board was. He was just much lower on a board at that point. So that's why. Gotcha. All right, draft grade regardless was an A, and I, I agree with that. I think it was a good draft for the Jags. All right, Tennessee Titans. I'm going to, I'm going to go quickly here. Favorite pick yeah. is obviously, it's Christian Fulton. Least favorite pick is Isaiah Wilson. Like, what are you doing? Like that? Like, I don't like Isaiah Wilson's a project tackle, most likely a guard. And I don't even know if he'd be worth, I, say, like, I, don't, I don't think he's gets project tackle label to be honest. Yeah, he should. He probably shouldn't. He probably shouldn't. But like, regardless, his, a guard of his caliber isn't worth the 29th overall pick. I don't think that was a great pick by the Tennessee Titans, but I do love Christian Fulton. He was one of the, I think he was the second ranked cornerback on our board, 12th on PFS board ahead of the draft. Like those favorite and least favorite picks are obvious. Yeah. Fulton's great at 61. One of the best in the entire draft and one of my favorite picks in the entire draft. He's, he's solid. Like he's been tested a ton. You've seen him a lot against SEC competition. And he's a very good athlete, like testing wise, still a very good athlete. I, I, I struggle to see how he fell that far. I, I, 
we'll see how he turns out in the NFL. But yeah, exactly. We're on the same page with that one. You also can't hate Cole McDonald at 224, baby. Bring this guy in. Camp arm city. I mean, it's going to be an awesome camp arm. I'll say that. If there is camp, I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't know if there will be. <laughs> he might. I mean, he's there with Logan Woodside. That's the cube backup for the battle for the backup there. Yeah, he could. He could press there. NFC South now. Carolina Panthers. I I did. I didn't love this draft. So like Derek Brown at seven, Nitor Grossmatos 38, and then Jeremy Chin at 64 in terms of their top 100 picks. Like you can like feel good about these players, but like, I don't think they really swung for the fences with any of these picks. Like either, uh, none of their picks in the first three rounds. I don't know. I, Brown's definitely safe and they buy the book that one. And then they kind of like Etor is like going to be a solid enough run defender. I don't know if he ever develops into a pass rusher. Chin's got some chin's very athletic and I, I'm not, I'm interested to see what kind of role he plays in their defense, but my favorite pick is going to be obvious in this one. Kenny Robinson, West Virginia safety in round five. If he doesn't, if he actually plays college football this past year, I think he's a day two pick in this draft. So to get him in round five, big fan of his game. I think my favorite pick is going to be Troy Pride Jr. of Notre Dame at 113. I like that pick a lot. I mean, Bravey and Roy, too. That's another one of your guys at 184. That could be fun. I think my least favorite pick is either Ichiro Matos at 38 or Jeremy Chin at 64. Like, I, I can't say Derek Brown's my least favorite pick at seven. Like, you understand why you're picking him that highly. But, like, I just don't feel that great about projecting Ichiro Matos or Jeremy Chin being top 65 players in this class. Yeah, I'm trying to think. My least favorite, it's got to be Etor at 38. And it's better than taking him in the first round, which is where I thought he would end up like end up going with his tools. But I just don't think he's going to be a pass rusher. I, I just don't yeah. see the the ability there, the natural, like the, the pass rushing skill set, unfortunately. So that's where I fall. Draft grade for the Panthers is a B, according to PFF. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tristan Wirfs at 13. They traded up one spot. I don't hate to trade up to make sure they get Tristan Wirfs because they probably did not think Tristan Wirfs was going to be there. Like, they thought he was going top. I mean, there were some t- some tr- betting sites had Tristan Wirfs as the favorite to go to the Giants at four. Like, they did not think Tristan Wirfs was going to fall that far. And then they have Antoine Winfield at 45, and then Keyshawn Vaughn, 76. And then one of my favorites, Tyler Johnson, Minnesota at 161. I think my favorite pick... I could go Tyler Johnson at 161, but I think my favorite pick is worse at 13. Like, I think that's a great pick for the Bucs. It, it's, it's value met need. And like, this is a team that wants to win now. And I think that that helps them win now. I think Tristan Wirfs is going to be a very competent starter in year one. I agree. I, as much as the, like, the sort of value of Johnson is, you know, big board versus where he went. Johnson's obviously the biggest discrepancy. Worf's my favorite pick because it's the biggest impact this year. And I never thought they would. Now, they did trade up, but they, they flipped up a spot. I never thought they would be able to get one of those top three tackles without actually jumping up considerably in this draft. So that, to me, is the favorite. But they had a really good draft this year. Least favorite is probably Keyshawn Vaughn at 76. Like, I mean, just drafting a running back of his caliber that high, I'm not going to be a big fan of. And like, I'm not going to pick one of their sixth or seventh round picks as my least favorite. Like, I think yeah, Keyshawn Vaughn is the least favorite, but it's not even that bad of a pick. No, it's not that bad. I mean, their draft grade yeah. was an A minus. The Bucks still like hit this one out of the park. Atlanta Falcons. Man, like I feel like initially I liked this draft, and then I kind of like look back on it. I don't love it. Like AJ Terrell at sixteen, Marlon Davidson at forty-seven, and then Matt Hennessy at seventy-eight are the top one hundred picks. Like I think my favorite pick is AJ Terrell at sixteen. I, I, I even though like it's a bit of a reach, and like I have concerns about him like actually being good at the catch point and not like 
sucking to the point where he's bad. So you know, like he could be so bad at the catch point in two or three years that he's just a bad cornerback. Like regardless of his movement skills, like that's how bad that can be. And like getting better at the catch point takes reps, and that's hard to get. And you know, it's hard to get a ton of reps. You know, at, at the catch point, you have to be targeted a ton in the NFL. Like I don't know, but AJ Taylor Terrell, I think, is still my favorite pick of this group. Uh, honestly, so my favorite pick is Marlon Davidson, the Auburn defense tackle. I'm a big fan of his game. I, I think he's, I think he can rush from the interior and not like, so there was kind of tears in this draft class. There was at the defense tackle position, you had Javon Kinlaw, Derek Brown, easily top tier. And to me, there was like a clear cut second tier kind of in my eyes. And it was Jordan Elliott and Marlon Davidson to me, because they actually used their hands well and had pass rushing moves. Like they had that down. Then you had Matabuki, Blacklock, and Gallimore kind of in their own tier who were just like really, really darn good athletes on the inside, but not necessarily football players yet in terms yeah. of the way they rest. Like didn't have it quite yet. I'll, I'll bank on the guys who are Marlon Davidson, good enough athlete, more than good enough athlete, and uses his hands really well and kind of versatile in that he can kick outside, kick inside. Uh, so that's my favorite pick for them. And honestly, my least favorite is probably Terrell. Fair. I mean, I knew you were going to say that too, because like I, I'm trying to pick my least favorite and like Davidson and Hennessy, like, they're not bad value picks there, but like, I don't know, maybe I freaking suck. I feel and, like and I it suck. Felt, and it felt <laughs> to me, so no, like that's, he can be, he can be good, but it felt to me like what their first round picks felt to me last year, where it's like, shit, we got terrible at this position overnight. Yeah. We have to do it now. And it's like AJ Trill, ideally you're drafting him 25, 26 in a draft. You're no, not drafting you're right. him 16. Just like Chris Lindstrom last year, ideally you draft him at the top of the second round. You're not drafting him, whatever it was, pick in the in the same range last year. I can't remember exactly where, but like that's what it felt to me. It's just like I, I think he's a fine player. That's not the range I would have. I don't want to be like they passed on CD Lamb for AJ Trail. You know, like they passed yeah. on Jalen Rager for him. Like they passed on that because they they were solid at wide receiver. They think, but man, that like. You can't tell me that they passed on more talented. They passed on more talented players for sure to go get AJ Trail. Can it be my least favorite and favorite pick? I don't know. Like you're kind of <laughs> like I like AJ Trail more than I like Davidson Hennessy, but like that doesn't mean it was the best value pick. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna just cop out and just say the punter at 228. Sterling Hoffrichter is my least favorite pick because I don't like nice. pick pickers. But like still, like your analysis on like the Terrell pick is solid. And I'm gonna say on the live broadcast. Yeah, AJ Terrell, like, you know, I, I think he's got better tape than maybe people give him credit for, but I would have loved CeeDee Lamb to Atlanta with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Like, make, strengthening a strength would have been way better, in my opinion, here than going after AJ Terrell. I think, in a similar sense, like Jerry Jones was sitting there at 17 and he either takes BPA or Caleb on Chase on. He's like, dude, I'm just going to take CeeDee Lamb. I think the Falcons should have thought similarly, like, hey, we really want cornerback. AJ Terrell is the best on the board, but like, CeeDee Lamb, he's here at 16. Do we just swing the bat i think they probably should would have it would have been smarter to go cd lamb over aj terrell yeah i mean like i think that's just if you're trusting really trusting your board of an equally sort of can you imagine I, I, need, you would have I gone feel like, i feel like teams boards though do factor in need you yeah, know you say like thing. you say like trust the, your board, every time like, you trust your board it's like you don't have a bunch you don't have quarterbacks on your board highly if you got you know drew Brees the last decade yeah all right, New Orleans Saints, speaking of which, Drew Brees. Our draft grade for the Falcons, by the way, was a B. New Orleans Saints, Cesar Ruiz at 24, Zach Bond at 74 with the two top 100 picks. They also traded so many picks on day three to go up and get Adam Troutman, the Dayton tight end, at 105. 
I don't like this draft a ton. I think my favorite pick is Caesar Ruiz at 24. And I didn't like the pick initially. Like I did not like Caesar Ruiz at 24. Like doesn't have like an easy pass to the field. They got Larry Warford, Andrus Pete, and the, the rookie Eric McCoy that had the best rookie season we've ever seen since Nick Mangold, according to PFF grades. Like, yeah, he could start over Warford, but like he ranked 11th in PFF grade this past year. And I think Cesar Ruiz, interior offensive lineman, if you consider positional value, I don't like the pick. They want to win now. Maybe it would have been smarter to go after a different position that like has a easier path to the field. I think that one is my least favorite or, or um, my favorite pick. My favorite pick because I like the player and the fit the most, but I don't. I, I guess I still don't love that pick. I don't know. I'm tough. This you're, is a tough draft. Fucking it all over the place. <laughs> It's it's simultaneous. It's Schrodinger's pick. It's your least favorite and your favorite. Yeah, no, my least time. favorite is definitely Troutman. Like what they had to do. I think I'm going to change it to my least favorite is Troutman. My favorite is Caesar Ruiz, and the reason it's not Zach Bond is because I don't just don't know how he's going to fit in that Saints defense. Like I wanted him in a hybrid role rushing the passer, but I think they're going to play him strictly at off ball, and I don't know if I like that. Yeah, so my favorite was Bond, uh, and because. If you are playing, like I still value him as an off ball and think he's still going to be a very good off ball. He might not be right away, but I think he will be in time. So that's why I still like the pick 74th overall. I think it's good value. And if not, like you can just, you can be your sub package, like you can come in on third downs and still offer value even this year, if he doesn't win a starting job at linebacker. And I think you'll still offer value in that regard. So I like the bond pick. The Ruiz one's my least favorite. And yes, I know they could use help on the interior offensive line that could contribute right away. But like you could have done that. You could have done that with the bond pick. Like that that's where I would have done that if and yes, I know it's a foresight pick, but like that's not the Saints that's not the Saints MO. They could have, you know, added instant impact kind of guy. Like Brandon Ayuk who went the next pick would have been awesome. LaVisca Chanel would have been awesome in that offense. True. Guys like that who really could have been needle movers. But I, I guess if Ruiz is forced into action and injuries happen along the offensive line, it's probably gonna it's gonna pay for itself. Maybe I'm just overthinking this one a little bit just based off the saints past history, because any other team makes that pick. I probably would have loved the foresight, but yeah, I mean, I still, I still love that pick. Cause I think he's the best player of this group, but like, I can see why, like, it's also not a great pick, like considering yeah. the players that were on the board and positional value. I st- I'm sticking to it. Adam Troutman is still my least favorite pick. They traded like five picks to go up and get him. And like, he's, they a don't team. have roster spots though. They signed so many free agents. I guess, but like yeah. still it's weird. It's, it's, I don't get the value. All right. Draft grade for the saints was a B. We're on to the AFC West, the Los Angeles Chargers. God, my favorite pick, I think, is Joe Reed in the fifth. No, 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 K.J. Hill. Sorry, sorry, sorry. K.J. Hill in round seven. Pick 220 is my favorite pick of this Chargers draft, and I don't like a lot of the other picks in this class. Yeah, that's – the fact that it is K.J. Hill, your seventh rounder is our favorite pick, and it is. Like I, I like the guy. I think he's a good route runner. Fits in there in the slot. Least favorite. Man, it's such a debate, but like Herbert's probably my least favorite. You just the fact that you didn't, you coughed up a shit ton of picks and value to go get Kenneth Murray, but you couldn't give up one of those to go get Tua. Like you, you went, you, Herbert was your guy, really? Or did they buy the they buy the screen too? They buy the Dolphins hype for Herbert? I, I have no clue, but I just could not fathom just sitting at six and taking Herbert. That's yeah. Wild. My least favorite pick is the Kenneth Murray pick, and I don't even, I, and I don't. And I don't like the Justin Herbert pick at six, but like trading 
the picks that they did to go up and grab Kenneth Murray. And I've said this before and I'll say it again, like how good Kenneth Murray has to be at off ball linebacker to make sense from a value standpoint, from what they traded to get him is like, I, I want to say impossible. Like, I just don't think it's not even, impossible. <laughs> even, even if, uh, even if but he better best, be a damn good starter. So. Exactly. Even if he's the best off ball linebacker in this class, like, I don't know if he's going to be that much better than the two players you could have picked or the three players that you could have picked with the picks you did trade. Like, I just don't like that Kenneth Murray pick favorite pick. KJ, I like the Joe, Joe Reed pick a little bit. Like he's a fun player with the ball in his hands, but like taking Joshua Kelly and then like a running back wide receiver hybrid type of player and Joe Reed at in the round four and round five after taking Kenneth Murray. Like again, I just didn't really like this draft the, class. The fact that they ignored their offensive line yet again is just like criminal negligence. Just you, your Herberts doesn't have a chance. Like with how. I mean, I get they signed Brian Balaga, but they need, they still need help. Like Dan Feeney's not good still. And they, <laughs> they get, they get Trey Turner. Yes. They got Trey Turner. They got Brian Balaga, but dude, this whole line has been a disaster for so long that you just, you draft a running back, a backup running back instead of help free offense line is crazy to me. All righty. Moving forward. The draft grade for the chargers was a C minus C minus for the chargers. Uh, one of the lower grades we gave out Las Vegas Raiders, this was an interesting draft. In the top 100, you have Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett, Lynn Bowden, and Brian Edwards. I think my favorite pick is Henry Ruggs at 12. I, I think that's like my – he was 10th on PFS board, went 12th. I, 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 there were better receivers available. I would have rather had Jerry Judy here. I would have rather had CeeDee Lamb, but I still like the Henry Ruggs pick because what he could do – like if he becomes Tyree Kill, like he, you know, you break this draft. But like least favorite picks, obvious, Damon Arnett. I, I, I just don't think the value made sense there. Like I don't think he was a first-round type of player. Yeah, my favorite pick is Amik Robertson, their last pick. I I think he's a playmaker, and I think he's a better he's better in the slot than Lamarcus Joyner will be. Like move Marcus Joyner back to safety. Let him. He did not look good there in the slot last year. Let him play safety again, and then the least favorite, yeah, Damon Arnett. That's just not where I take that guy at nineteen. I mean, he was one of the biggest the third round. More power to you, but nineteenth overall, you passed on some straight up good play. Like they could have had, they could have come away with, if you wanted a cornerback and wide receiver, you could have come away with AJ Terrell and Jalen Rager. You know, you could have, you could have done this just differently and not had to pigeon. Dude, they could have done Henry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs and Henry Ruggs and Jeff Gladney, Henry Ruggs and Jalen Johnson, like the, like Henry Ruggs and Trayvon Dick. Like there was like better cornerbacks. I mean, obviously you're going to just read off PFS big board, but like they were better cornerbacks than Damon Arnett. And like, if you're looking for like a press man corner, <laughs> I guess they like if you're really trying to pigeonhole that team, like wait, I don't know. I, I, I my my take is like they, don't they play just, press man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But they were saying like the, you hear the interviews like they want like someone who can press the line of scrimmage. I, yeah. I don't know, man. It's crazy. I I don't like that pick. He was a, one of the biggest reaches on consensus boards. He was one of the biggest reaches on PFF's board. Not my favorite pick, and I didn't love their other picks either. Like Tanner Muse was one of the biggest you know reaches of day two. Like Brian Edwards, I don't love Lynn Bowden Jr. Though a fantastic fun player to watch not a great value at pick 80 knowing that like he's going to play running back behind Josh Jacobs. Like, like you're not going to get a ton of value in Lynn Bowden jr. After, you know, drafting a running back in the first round a year ago. Yeah. Draft grade for the Raiders, a C Denver Broncos. I really like their first two picks. I, I think my favorite pick is Jerry Judy at 15. They, and they did, they did take KJ Hamler at 46, Michael Ojemudie at 77, Lloyd Cushenberry and McTelvin Aguim, also top 100 picks for the Denver Broncos. But Jerry Judy at 15, I did not think they were going to be able to get any of the big three receivers, Judy, CD, or, or Ruggs, if they didn't trade up. They didn't. They stayed put, and they got Jerry Judy. That's a huge win for Broncos. 
I love this draft. Straight up love it. My favorite pick, though, of the bunch. We're going to go deep because I, as much as I love the Judy one, but getting Natani Muti in the sixth round. Getting, getting the guy who's our top and tier offensive lineman. And I know the injuries, and that's obviously why he fell in this draft. And they were probably pretty serious for him to fall all the way to the sixth. Like, there probably is some, like, serious red flags about and worries about him healing entirely from it. But, man, in the sixth round, that's well worth it. He could be he could be one of the better guards in the NFL someday, and you got him in the sixth. So, love that one. Least favorite, I'm going to go with Michael Ojemudia. And it's like, he's a scheme fit, and he's – like, I, I think he will fit what they do defensively. I still just don't think he's great, even though he's a scheme fit. I think he's just like, you got yourself an, a guy who can who can execute your scheme, but it's not going to get be a playmaker or do things at a high level for you in the Broncos. But I, I'd be gladly wrong. Like, he's a very good athlete. So there's some developmental tools to work with there. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I would agree there with, with Michael Lowe as the least favorite pick. And I think you could go between like Muti. Judy or Hamler were all like very good picks. And I know you like McTelvin the game as well. Like I think Devin Broncos really crushed this draft. I think they earned a A plus, yep, a plus, a plus. draft grade, a plus draft grade for the Denver Broncos. All right. Kansas city chiefs favorite picks. Willie gay It's hands down it's pick 63 could be the best off ball linebacker in this class. If he can manage to stay on the football field, least favorite pick 32 Clyde Edwards Lair. Love the player. Hate the value. This one's yeah, obviously Willie gay. We've raved about it. If you listen to this podcast, we don't need to tell you why. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, least favorite. And again, nothing to do with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. We saw these, we saw a lot of the backs at the top of the class similarly. That's, I mean, kind of how running backs go in general. Like there's the separation is not huge between the skill of these guys. It's not a super skilled position. There are a few guys that got drafted later on that had similar, you know, receiving ability. Antonio Gibson, even at the back end of, or the top of the third, is a guy who has receiving ability that is, you know, on par with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You can do a lot of the same things with. So thought from that perspective, it's reach. And then from the perspective of justifying, you want to, when you draft a running back in the first round, you want to justify it via usage. You just don't want to take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes hands at all. You want him heaving it down the field, speed guys to run underneath the more like, and they only have, I just, I just don't get it. I, I don't, he's a weapon. Yes. Whatever. He's going to fit their scheme. Yes. Whatever. I, I just thought, you're not that great defensively still. You could use help defensively to keep you out of shootouts with Patrick Mahomes, but we'll see how it goes this year. Yeah, I, I, I'm i with you. I mean, we, we obviously align on there. And Mike Dana, I, I didn't hate the Mike Dana pick. I, he had very a lot of success at Central Michigan, transferred to Michigan, and took a, a, a step down in grades, but still wasn't a bad player. I mean, fifth round, I think he could be a good edge defender, like run defending edge defender. I didn't hate that pick in round five. Um, going through Chiefs draft grade B minus, down to the NFC West now. Arizona Cardinals, this is an A-plus draft. Isaiah Simmons and Josh Jones, and then they also traded for DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm not counting that as the pick. You've heard me. I've already said I don't really like doing that, but like they, they did trade yeah. for DeAndre Hopkins the second rounder. Like my favorite pick, Josh Jones. Least favorite pick, maybe Evan Weaver. No, I can't say that. Like I like Evan. I, I don't like know Evan if Weaver. I have. A, I don't know if I have a, like a least favorite pick here. Like I, I, I liked, like like Lecky Fotu. Like at one fourteen, maybe that's a bit rich, but like no, like I, I, I don't have a least favorite pick here. I like this draft. The Arizona Cardinals. And my favorite pick is Josh Jones, one of the bigger steals of this class. Yeah, Josh Jones. We hammer it out. We just think he's good. And to me, I said this earlier, and actually this hit me earlier is who he reminds me of. It's Taylor Mouton, the right tackle for the Panthers, who's been a great right tackle in the NFL, who's borderline, you know, top five, top three at the right tackle position right now in the NFL. He was at Western Michigan. He played guard there 
played tackle. Uh, I think I believe his senior year goes to the senior bowl, very good senior bowl somehow falls to uh, back end around two Jones to the top around three. And we're just kind of like, Oh, he's good. He didn't fit like every, he didn't have high level athletic traits. Wasn't a super, super powerful dude. Wasn't, you know, elite in any one regard, but he just was very good already. And Josh Jones is like, that's just like, see, seems like a guy who is going to be a steal of this draft and is going to be good in the NFL for a long time to get him in the third round. I, yeah, that's my favorite pick quite easily. Uh, I think Simmons- Richard Lawrence, Richard Lawrence, okay. my least favorite. Gotcha. He's just, I, I don't, I don't think he's got it. Isaiah Simmons, Josh Jones, Wallace, the train, DeAndre Hopkins. It's just slam dunks all around a plus draft. The Arizona Cardinals going to the Rams. Favorite pick is Terrell Burgess at one Oh four. I feel like if you listen to the podcast, you knew we were going to highlight that one. Like that guy's awesome to get him at one Oh four is great value for the Los Angeles Rams. Least favorite pick cam Akers at 52. Like that's where you think you need to use two of your top 60 picks or one of your top 60 picks. One of the two top 60 picks you had, sorry, Cam Akers, I don't think was the valuable pick. Like, I do not think that was a good pick with the, with the selection they had. I think he's my least favorite. Terrell Burgess, easy. That one, 104. I'm not sure if he fills Nikel Roby Coleman's role there or if he, or if Taylor Rapp moves down to play the slot more and he plays more traditional safety, but either way, he's going to be good. And the Akers one, obvious here. He just that's not why your running game wasn't good last year. You know, like it was yeah, your shitty interior offensive line. Thing. Yeah. It's like, it wasn't because Todd Gurley's knee was sore that your running game stunk. It was because your offensive line had gone in the tank and they, and the fact that they ignored it until Tremaine Ancrum in the seventh round is another just misunderstanding of why, you know, how everything fits together in the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. Like, I mean, like, if you want a single player to move the needle for your running game, it's not a running back. It's a it's an offensive lineman. It's a guy who's a good run blocker, and I think they could have had a handful of them at pick 52 or pick 57. Like, I don't love the Van Jefferson pick either. Like, hate to be da- dogging our guy Zach Robinson, but like, I don't love that pick either. Um, also, didn't mention this is not a pick, but like, favorite undrafted free agent pickup, Eastop Winston Jr. going to the Los Angeles Rams. L- <laughs> he, he might not even make it out of the preseason, though. We don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, he graded really yeah. well. One of the best grades we've ever seen against single coverage. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, there's a reason no one freaking likes him. But, like, uh, I don't know. I hope he I hope he makes it out. Seattle, uh, the draft grade for the Rams was a C. Seattle Seahawks here. Favorite pick. Favorite picks. My favorite pick is Damian Lewis, but I really do like the two LSU picks. Damian Lewis at 69, and then Steven Sullivan taking a flyer on like an uber-athletic tight end at 251. I like both those picks. Damian Lewis is a road grader. I think one of the better offensive line picks they've made in quite some time. Least favorite, Jordan Brooks. It was hands down the biggest steal according to consensus board. Or not steal, reach, according to consensus boards at 27. I'm not with the Jordan Brooks pick at 27. So my favorite's Damian Lewis. Like I said, I think he can come in and start for them right away. Uh, take over at left guard, I would imagine, is where they'd want him in for Ethan Pochich, who just hasn't been great with the course of his career, or maybe DJ Fluker, I don't know, where they where they ideally see him slotting in on the right side. But the, my least favorite actually go a little different. I, I think I don't like the Jarrell Taylor pick. The one, they moved up to go get him, targeted him at 48th overall. And two, I just think he's kind of limited. Like he was in the 60s on our draft board because he's just, he's good, but not great. I don't see high level sort of tools to work with. And his production was like, again, good, not great. And at that point, that guy tends to just not be necessarily worth the 48th pick in my mind. 
the Jordan Brooks one, I can see, like, I, I don't say Jordan Brooks. Cause I think he could, he will be actually good in their scheme. Like, I, I think you could actually be getting a good linebacker there, even if it might've been a reach. Uh, I, I think you'll actually be getting a productive football player. You might not be getting that in Jarrell Taylor. That's that's a fair assessment. Uh, draft grade for the Seattle Seahawks was a C minus, according to PFF. San Francisco 49ers. My least favorite pick, I'll start there, is Brandon Ayuk at 25. They traded up to go get him. And you have convinced me to be less down on Brandon Ayuk, especially in the 49ers offensive system. Like, I think Brandon Ayuk's best football is playing with Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers, but it's still my least favorite pick because I'm not going to, I'm not going to choose a fifth, sixth, or seventh rounder as my least favorite. My favorite pick is Javon Kinlaw. I love that pick for them. 14, like, I know they could have gone receiver. I know they could have gone C Lamb or corner, but like replacing DeForest Buckner, the pick you used to, to you know, uh, the pick you earned by trading DeForest Buckner with Javon Kinlaw, who I think could be better than DeForest Buckner, I think was a good move, and I, I like that pick. I will say my favorite is Juwan Jennings in the seventh round. You're disgusting. Obviously. So he, I'm actually he was my guy before. I dug into his background, asked around, what's like the deal with Juwan Jennings? Why is he falling? He. Well, from what I heard, he's no longer my guy, unfortunately. Nice. Some bad I, things. It's unfortunate there. that you can't share, but I, you shared with me. They are bad. It's not. I don't want him to be associated with being my guy anymore. And then my but still the talent is there. He's still super on the football field. Love it. But um, my least favorite. This is tough. And it's honestly. It's probably Colton McKinnon. Mm. No, it's Charlie Warner in the sixth. I just like they drafted a blocking tight end. They drafted a backup fullback actually in the sixth. So there's no, uh, I, 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 like I wouldn't. I don't know if I would have gone differently with either of their first two picks. Is the thing for them? Like we have our board that's this independent board that we're trying to do regardless of position. But for what the San Francisco 49ers want to do, and I get, I guess I'll say Brandon Ayuk for the fact that they traded up for him and and weren't patient enough to let him sit and maybe, you know, and gave up that draft capital to do so is I guess I'll say brand now, but I don't think I would have necessarily gone in a different direction. Like, like he's a better fit for them offensively than T Higgins and Michael Pitt and what he yeah. does. No, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think they could have probably stayed put and got him though. And if they didn't, yeah. they don't give up that draft value and they're still able to draft another good player in this class. I would say if they didn't, so I, I guess I would have for them gone LaVisca Chenault over Brandon Ayuk in terms of fit. But the Chanel injury stuff, like, I, I guess I, if I were them, I would have just stood pat. If someone drafts Brandon from me, whatever, then I'll take LaVisca sort of thing. But so I guess I'll say Brandon is my least favorite. Draft grade, according to PFF for the San Francisco 49ers, B plus. We're on to the Bengals. Let's move quickly here because this one's easy. Favorite pick is Joe Burrow. Joe least, fa- least favorite pick. <sighs> People are going to rip me for this, but I don't. I don't love T. Higgins. And I don't, I'm going to rip you for that. That's a dumbass take. <laughs> his favorite pick, T. Higgins. I think there's other receivers there they should have went with. Okay, yeah, I can see saying, hey, they should have gone with Michael Pittman. Yep. I like Higgins, though. I'm not going to argue that one in terms of, like, they just saw A.J. Green, who has the almost exact same body type as T. Higgins, owned for the last decade. I can see why you'd be higher on Higgins if you're a Bengals evaluator. Logan Wilson in the third is probably my least favorite just because Josh Jones is on the board there. Fair. Fucking passing up Logan, Josh Jones for Logan Wilson with that O-line. 
at that point, I really would have addressed it. Josh Jones or Jonah Jackson at 65 is doing more for me than Logan Wilson. I'll just say that. No, that's that's a good take. I mean, yeah, and I can't be overconfident in my evaluation. And be like, I would have liked a different receiver. Like that's just dumb. <laughs> like, like there's a there's a very good chance that T Higgins is better than a you lot. Just, of I was gonna say like. you just uh, traded up for Michael Pittman. In I just traded. Yeah, that's dumb. That's dumb. Regardless, I don't like the pick as much. I I, I, I side with the reasoning for Logan Wilson. Like knowing that Josh Jones was on the board at 33 and 65. Yep. I would trade Josh, you know, Logan Wilson for Josh Jones in a heartbeat. All right, Cincinnati Bengals, great. A, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Logan Wilson. I love what they did at linebacker. Logan Wilson, Akeem Davis-Gaither, and Marcus Bailey, like all very good athletes for their size. I, I think getting more athletic and addressing a position of need, not at 33, like not – like I, I, I talked to a ton of Bengals media that were like – Man, shouldn't they go linebacker at 33? It's like you don't have to force it. Like you don't have you could you can address that position later in the draft. And I think they did a good job of doing that. Draft grade for the Bengals was an A. Cleveland Browns, I love this draft. I mean, they went down the PFF draft board, and just ripped it up. Jedrick Wills at 10, Grant Delpit at 44, and Jordan Elliott at 98. I don't I I, I gotta be honest with you, Mike. I didn't watch any Jacob Phillips film. I don't, I barely yeah. know who that guy is. I didn't watch any Jacob Phillips film, but I do like I think my favorite pick, man, it's a toss between Grant Delpit at 44, Jordan. I like them all. Ugh. I think my favorite pick is going to be Grant Delpit of LSU at 44. I will go the same. I, I love Grant Delpit. I, I think I kept saying, if you just like take the missed tackles out, you're drafting this guy like in a similar, you're thinking of the guy in a similar vein to like Jamal Adams coming out. That's the level of coverage prowess he brings to the table. Now Jamal Adams is different levels of tackler and physicality and whatnot. And that's why he goes six and Delpit goes 44. But I think that coverage aspect is the one that's kind of more valuable. The ability to make plays and coverage is what I'm going to covet. As So to get him all the way at 44th in this draft, I think you're getting a, a hell of a player. So I, I love Delpit there. My least favorite is going to be I'll Harrison, say Harrison Bryant. Bryant. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say Harrison Bryant. Because Jacob Phillips, I wasn't a huge fan of him, but I, I he's only 20, still like a young guy. Came out early, Came out really early is at least explosive and a better run defender. Uh, it was a good run defender at LSU. Harrison Bryant's just like not super athletic, undersized, not going to be a great blocker. I, I just don't Now I know they use two tight ends, but I just don't think you're recouping a lot of value there. Draft grade for the Browns, A plus according to PFF. Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, favorite pick, Alex Highsmith at 102. Least favorite pick, Chase Claypool at 49. I didn't I didn't love Chase Claypool's tape. I know he's a freakish athlete. I know if you play him at tight end, he's one of the better tight ends in this class. But I think there are better players at 49. I, I, I think that's my least favorite pick. Not a bad pick. I don't think it's a bad pick, but it's my least favorite. I think they should have gotten a different player there. Yeah, this one's tough. I, I'll say my favorite for them is Kevin Dotson, Louisville guard. All the way Louisiana, down. Louisiana, Louisiana, right? Lu- Louisiana. Jesus, I'm looking right at it. It's in Louisville. Louisiana, yeah. He was the right guard there, right next to... Robert Hunt, who won the second round, is a very powerful dude and pretty athletic also. Uh, so I like him. I think he can play earlier than later, even though I probably wouldn't, probably not going to start right away, but I think he could start like year two for them or in a pinch year one. And then my least favorite, I guess I'll go with Claypool as well, even though I don't really hate that pick. Like I, I, I don't hate it either. Board. I don't hate it either. Yeah. It's, it's a swing. It's, it's a high, I don't want to say high ceiling because that's not necessarily what it is, but he, he's developed a ton over the course of his Notre Dame career. He, he's a unique situation in his development that like he's already, he's still like putting on weight and good weight, obviously, because he's still a freak athlete. So I don't know where he's going to end up in a couple of years is kind of the thing here that 
if he's 255, you know, in the year and a half, and he's still running a four or five, we're talking about a guy who could be one of the best tight ends in the NFL. So at 49th overall, a guy who with still some development to go, I, I can get on board with that. But I, I guess I'll still say it's my least favorite because I'm not sure what it does for them this year. Yep. All right, moving through here, we're going to the Baltimore Ravens. An A draft, or so the Steelers had a B minus draft, uh, according to PFF. Baltimore Ravens a B. Looking at this, man, I love their draft. It's a B. I, I, oh, it's the J.K. Dobbins pick. The J.K. Dobbins at 55 is going to drag you down a bit. I mean, you've talked about him not necessarily being the running back they should have taken here, regardless if they were taking a running back at 55. But like you, you, you delete that pick, pretend they didn't have it. Patrick Queen at 28, Justin Matabuke at 71, Devin Duvernay at 92, Malik Harrison 98. I like James Prochet at 201, Geno Stone at 219. Like I really like what they did in this draft. I think my favorite pick is going to be Patrick Queen at 28. They stayed put and let the draft fall to them, and they got one of the best linebackers in this class at 28, and he's like a very good fit for their system, a very athletic, could be the best coverage linebacker in the NFL someday. Mine is Geno Stone in the seventh round. He's good, and he's perfect fit for what they do defensively. This guy, I, I believe wholesale in him, not only making this roster as a seventh rounder, I think he's – going to earn playing time as a rookie. I, I think he's that good. So well, that's my favorite. My least favorite is, uh, I mean, JK Dobbins. I don't see what he brings to the table. He's not, if he's not a pure speed guy, although he does have a little more speed than they have in the building is, I think the only thing he's really adding. Uh, I, I hate that we hate all the running back picks, but I mean, fuck it's BFF. We're going to hate all the running back picks. <laughs> I, I yeah, my least favorite picks to the, the J.K. Dobbins pick. I don't like J.K. I, I I don't like that pick there. I think they could have gotten better at a different position. But again, that's that's PFF MO, baby. We're just sticking to it. Baltimore <laughs> Ravens draft draft grade was a B. Down to the Detroit Lions now. Um, Jeffrey Akuda at three. DeAndre Swift at oh here we go. Kind of similar stuff here. DeAndre Swift at thirty five or thirty five. Julian Acor at sixty seven, and then Jonah Jackson at seventy five. Like I love all of the picks in their top one hundred except for the DeAndre Swift pick. I think. <laughs> I'm willing. I I might be willing to say my favorite pick here is Jeffrey Kuda at three. Like I, he's such a good player in my opinion. I think there should have been more conversation about him being maybe the pick over Chase Young. And uh, uh, Julian Acquara is awesome, probably better value. Jonah Jackson, awesome, probably better value. I think he was the 39th ranked player on PFS four. But like Jeffrey Kuda at three is just like going to help this team a ton in 2020. I I love Kuda obviously, but the Julian Acquara one to me is one of my probably five like favorite picks in the entire draft in terms of just you don't find guys that good there ever in my opinion 67 you don't find a guy with his sort of edge tools at the sixth seventh overall pick he, he made bruce like the fact that he broke his leg at towards the end of the season was an absolute disaster for his draft stock because if he goes to the combine and tests out of the combine i guarantee you he was a, like a back end around one kind of guy I think that's where he goes because he puts up like a four or five something and has a and has like a nice three cone and a nice vertical like he has all that ability. So I, I, I think to where they got him and the need that they have desperately on the edge position, Julian Aquara is easily one of my favorite picks of the draft. And then my least favorite, <laughs> y'all know. 
Yeah. I mean, the least favorite is DeAndre Swift, the running back. I, I think, I mean, they have Karyon Johnson. Yes, he has injury history, but like you could have gotten better with a different player there at a different show, position. Show us a running back without injury history is what I True. want to say. Like no, who, who doesn't, who's never missed a game, never missed a down in their life because of the injury of running back. That's like almost the one I don't want to draft because they're a ticking time bomb. Yeah. yeah. That's obviously not how it works, but like there's guys get hurt. Frank Gore had the worst injury history of all time and has been the most durable running back of all time. It's true, just like, true. it's a position that's, that's like, so, wow, so subject to a ton of hits at the NFL level that I, I don't like, that's why you, again, why we don't take them highly and why we think they're not Your great. Your mom's picks. also pretty subject to a ton of hits. Dude. She, she takes a, <laughs> she takes a beating. Um, all right, here we go. Um, Detroit lions <laughs> draft grade a, yeah, the mom joke, not hitting right now. Chicago Bears. <laughs> Chicago Bears. I, no, uh, I did. That was good. That was good. Cole Komet was my least favorite pick. Pick 43. There are better players there. And my favorite pick came right after. Jalen Johnson at 50 is awesome. I love Jalen Johnson. If you listen to two foreign drafts, you know I'm big on Jalen Johnson. Super instinctive corner. Compared him to Marcus Peters. I love the Jalen Johnson pick. Hate Cole Komet. I think they could have gotten better at it with a different player there. Dude, so I came into this and I kept saying the Bears need to fucking go all in on this defense. You, you, any guy you add to this offense is not going to move the needle anymore for Trubisky. It's just not. You got, and already you have Jimmy Graham, you know, in your building at the tight end position. Adam Shaheen at tight end didn't really need a tight end. Like that's not going to move the needle for you. you. You've been all in for a few years now in terms of you're built to win now. Cole Komet, fine player. He's got developmental tools. The NFL is obviously going to be higher on him than the, than we are. But for that's not the that's not where the bears are at. They needed safety. They need a corner. They got their corner. So Jalen Johnson, easily my favorite pick in this draft, but yeah, Cole commits my least favorite. Cause just imagine like Antoine Winfield jr. And Jalen Johnson on this defense right now, instead of Dion Bush. And that, that would have been sick. Like, like we're talking about one of the favorite drafts. If you, if you go Antoine Winfield, Jalen Johnson, I like the Travis Gibson pick. I like Darnell Mooney. I don't know who the hell Arlington Hambright and like <laughs> Simmons are, but like you talk about your first four picks. It's Antoine Winfield sums in for Cole Komet. Like that's slam dunk city. Like that's I, I how you that. like to get your defense to the point where it was in 2018, where teams do, doesn't matter who you are, cannot score on you. That's how you win in this upcoming season. That's how you go to a Super Bowl. If you have a chance to go in the Super Bowl, it's not by getting Mitch Trubisky a tight end. I'll just say that. And what's cons- and you go into this knowing that this is one of the worst tight end classes we've seen. You have your first pick of the draft, 43rd overall pick. You're like, yeah, we're getting the tight end. It's like, what? Like you have to think about value there. Like you have to think like, okay, this everyone's down on this tight end class. Wait, they could have waited till 50 and, and maybe got a better player there. I don't know. I, I still I, don't like the Cole Komet. I, oh man, I feel like people see Cole Komet and just are just like, oh, he's going to be Rob Gronkowski. We made this mistake of him coming out because Rob Gronkowski just like naturally 6'5", 260, just easy movement skills at that size. But he does not he does not have what Rob Gronkowski had from a route running perspective or from like a lateral agility perspective. You just saw him get chopped down again and again on his tape. So I don't know. We'll see. Draft grade for the Bears, B+. Plus. Could have been better if they subbed out that Cole Komet pick. Minnesota Vikings now picked a ton of players. 15 picks in this draft. I think that's a record. I think I saw that somewhere. Uh, but I, I loved all – the first four picks are awesome. I even like Troy Dye at 132. I think they added – I'm trying to think – Kenny Wilkes at 225. I don't hate Brian Cole at 249. Like, they made some good picks. I mean, they swung the bat a ton. Like, I mean, they hit a bunch of balls. Like, if you're swinging as many as, as with as many picks as they did, you're going to get some good players. But I think my favorite pick – 
it's between Jeff Gladney and Cameron Dancer. I'm going to say Jeff Gladney at 31 because I love Jeff Gladney. I, I think he's one of the better cornerbacks in this class. At, at 31, I'm a huge fan. I'm going to go Dantzler. I think he's – I think his tape's better than Gladney's tape, if I'm being 100% honest with you. And you just, sick fuck. And he has just the physical whatever tools are why he drops to the third round. You're off the team. I, I just think that can – you can get a guy to a strength level. I would think in the NFL, if you just like put him on a certain diet and like, if he wants to do it, he can, he'll get there. I have no clue what his personality is like to, to for that. But I think that's easier when you are a pro and don't have to worry about class and that sort of thing. And, and like you, so I do think he can get to a weight level where it's not bad weight. Like he was, he had the highest body fat percentage of any cornerback at the combine and was still only 188 pounds. That's crazy to me. So he just obviously needs to put on a ton of muscle, but I think he can I think he can be a starting cornerback in the NFL. My least favorite, this one's tough. Cause I kind of like, I'm fine with all their first four picks. I'm guessing I'm going to go DJ Wanham. I just didn't think it was good at all. Same. Like I was going to go DJ Wanham. He's just but like their top 100 picks are all good. Like, like Justin Jefferson, yeah. Jeff Gladney, Ezra Cleveland, Dancer. I love Dancer. Like you like Dan- Yes, your favorite pick. I also like Dancer. But um, I think Ezra Cleveland at 58 too. We said this when we were doing the live reaction. But it's like this is where you take Ezra Cleveland, the guy that's probably not going to be good in 2020, but could develop into something special down the road. Like that's where you take so project tackle off the board. Ezra Cleveland's tape versus Austin Jackson's tape. There's not, like there's there's barely a difference, like not barely a difference. I actually think Ezra Cleveland's better in his past sets right now. But like there's you can't there's not 32 picks in between those. Or 42. Excuse me. There are 40 picks. I can't even do math right now. 40 18th overall and 58 overall. There's not 40 picks of difference in between their tape. And Ezra Cleveland tested out better at the combine, if we're being 100 percent honest. So that's that's like that's why we say don't take projects in the first round because you can find projects in the second and third round. And then if you have a good enough offensive line coach that can develop these guys, they'll get there. Alrighty then. Draft grade for the Minnesota Vikings. Well, and my least favorite pick was Wanham as well. Draft grade for the Vikings was an A. I like what they did in this draft. Last draft. It's the last one in the draft grades article. We did not save the best for last. I will say that. Green Bay Packers, man. Mm. My favorite pick is Jordan Love. And they traded up for him, and people didn't like that, whatever. I, Jordan Love, I think, has, you know, is the best pick the Green Bay Packers made over the past three days. Jordan Love could be very good. My it's, least favorite pick, I mean, is the fact that they decided to get back on the horn on day two and day three. Like, that, the fact that they chose to get back into the mix here. But, like, I, if I had to choose, like, A.J. Dillon at 62, like, I mean, what the – I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Like, he wasn't even ranked on PFS board. He's not the running back of today. He's the running back of 20, 2000, maybe 1990. Like, I, I, I don't like that pick. So my favorite pick, and if you were to tell me heading into this draft that my favorite pick for a team would be them trading up for Jordan Love, I would have like laughed in your face. But that's my favorite pick for the Green Bay Packers is them trading up for Jordan Love. And it, we don't even like Jordan Love that much. I don't even think, he, exactly. I don't like, think he's going to make what? it. Like ranked outside the, the top 70 on PFS board? Yeah. But I mean, he, he could at some point get there. Maybe. I don't what know. Could A.J. Dillon be? No, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't think he could be like, everyone's like, oh, he could be Derrick Henry. I, I, no, I just don't think here's he what he be. could be. Here's what he could be. Leonard Fournette could be I, Leonard Fournette. I, I, I think AJ Dillon could be Leonard Fournette. Like that's, that's probably what he could be. That's your upshot. But that yeah. was, that was the worst pick in my mind. 62 AJ Dillon, the entire draft. That just like flies in the face of where NFL games are won and yeah. how 
like you drafted a backup and he's not even a starter yep. is even like the worst part. So that was my least favorite. I will say also Jonathan Garvin, their seventh rounder, like he was on our board similarly to where Jonathan Greenard is on our board and they got him in the seventh round. So that one's actually not a bad value there. Greenard went in the se- third round Garvin in the seventh. Garvin's actually only a true junior, younger guy uses hands. Well, also graded out. Well, uh, just another guy who's not super athletic. Not bad. Not bad at all. All right, that's going to do it for the Draft Grades Favorite and Least Favorite Picks podcast for Two for One Drafts. Next week, we are going to do break down every draft class in the AFC. Then we're going to break down every draft class in the NFC. And then, Mike, I was thinking this, mailbag pod? Mailbag pod on Friday? Yep. Get some questions in? I would like that. We're going to do three podcasts next week. I will let you guys know this ahead of time. Two for One Drafts is going to be dropping the cadence. We are not going to be podcasting as often now that the draft is over. Mike and I are still trying to figure out how many we want to do per week, but there will be a little bit of a drop-off, maybe even a break if you guys can bear with us. But really appreciate all the support for Two for One Drafts. We're excited about this draft class, excited about next week. Thanks again. This is Austin Gale, Mike Renner, Two for One Drafts.